Welcome to the Plant Rich Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? just recorded a whole podcast with no audio so that was awesome (laughs) it is one of those days mercury in retrograde i'm not going to try to recreate that episode because it was probably meant just for me and my own healing stream of consciousness (laughs) instead i'm gonna take another go at it and show up for you fully present And in this moment, hopefully Mercury Retrograde is being more gentle with you than it has been with me this past. I'm watching a hawk being chased by crows. And the hawk just keeps flying unperturbed as the crow squawks and dive bombs at it. This is an ancient relationship observed by many communities, the relationship between crow, the trickster, and hawk, the visionary. The story reflects that every time we set out for a new perspective or a new goal, the trickster will emerge to dissuade us, to nudge us off the path. In this case, Hawk held true and Crow receded. But sometimes the other outcome is the one that I see where Hawk leaves and Crow is victorious. As we've had a taste of Pluto in Aquarius, as Pluto is now starting to retrograde back into Capricorn over the next few months, we have started to see a new vision, I think, of what power will look like for us in the future. And alongside that new and empowering vision, the trickster has emerged as well, offering us pitfalls and sidesteps to take our eyes off that goal, off of that new vision of empowered human communities based in equality, equal rights, care for the earth. I've watched this sort of two steps forward, three steps back kind of relationship over the years in the holistic communities that I've been a part of where people start out with a really good, clear vision of healing and helping and trying things in a new way and elevating our consciousness. And then when things get hard, they fall back into patterns that are really well ingrained. Patterns of competition, commodification, capitalism, 
where we started out being cooperative and cross-pollinating and energetic and then end up in places of scarcity and resentment and judgment. We have many hundreds of years of conditioning to work through as we make this ingress into Pluto and Aquarius and birth this new way that's truly built in equality. The vision that was touted as the foundation of the United States of America, but like our holistic communities, we've fallen back into old patterns because they're so well ingrained. Just like all planetary movement, it moves forward, the planet then ingresses and or it moves backward into retrograde and then it moves forward again. Human development is just the same. We move forward, we lose ground, we gather ourselves up and we move forward again. For the past few decades, we have really lost ground here in the United States. And I'm watching that same kind of retrograde action across the world right now as fascism tries to take hold. But we'll gather ourselves up and move forward again. I'm sure of it. Those crows, those tricksters, those pitfalls that lure us back into old patterns, the more we do this work consciously, the more we recognize them right away and call them out instead of being duped by them. I see this in my own life so often. Old patterns start to rise. I believe them, <laughs> the lies they tell, the stories they tell, but I believe them less and for shorter periods of time, every time. I'm in a flare of my autoimmune Lyme disease right now. And my first response is always sort of indolence, indignation, petulance. I go to this place of, I guess I'll just never be normal again. I guess I'll just never have goals again. I might as well just give up, close my business, stop my podcast. I go to this really nihilistic place. But now I know that's just part of the cycle and that will fade and recede and so will the pain. And so even as it's happening, there's a part of me that's observing and says, this will pass. And it always does. I've done an episode on chronic illness before and what a teacher it's been for me. And it continues to be such a powerful teacher in my life. In this place I'm in now, in pain and in a flare, I come to this podcast and I think, what am I even doing here? Why do I keep showing up every week and just processing my experience here and musing on what I see in the world and sharing the gifts that nature gives to me in terms of insights and inspiration? 
why am I doing this? Does anyone even care? Does this even matter at all? These are the, the voices I have to wade through to get myself to the microphone in weeks like this. A heaviness in my heart and a grief that tells me nothing I do matters. That my efforts are fruitless. That I'm just one person assuming that other people might care what I have to say and why should I think that? What arrogance, what hubris to think that. These are the crows, the tricksters, coming to knock me out of the air, to knock me off my vision, off my path. But my vision is so clear that I can hold it even in the midst of these assaults. I know that being authentic and being real and being loving is the way forward. Even when being authentic means it's not pretty or it's not fun or it's not shiny or well-marketed or full of expertise. That's not the mark I'm trying to hit. I'm trying to become real and to truly know what that means. And being a real human comes with ups and downs, times of great inspiration and times of great despair. Times when I feel like maybe I am getting close to mastery at something and times when I feel like an absolute beginner who knows nothing. Times when I feel well-connected, well-supported, well-loved, and times when I feel alone, misunderstood, abandoned. This is all part of the terrain of my inner experience. And maybe not everyone swings as wildly as I do, but I think a lot of us do. The terrain within us is comprehensive, expansive, ever-changing. That's the part that keeps me going. I know it's ever-changing. How I feel today is not how I will feel tomorrow. What I experience in this body today is not what I will experience tomorrow. But there are parts of me that stay the same. The part of me that wants equality, that wants beauty, that is devoted to beauty. The part of me that strives for a healthy ecosystem. That part never changes. That's the part that the hawk keeps her eye on as she soars. And every day I have different capacity to show up for that vision, but I do show up for it every day. Even if the best I can do is get on my phone and scroll my very well curated social media 
for inspiration and hope and information. These days, I deeply consider my social media to be like a garden that I plant and weed. Rather than letting it steer me with its algorithms, I steer it with great intention. And that has really transformed my experience there. But sometimes when the pain is great and the despair is great, that is the best I can do. Or water my cyclamen, feed the dogs, make sure the kids have done their schoolwork. That's the best I can do. And you know what? It's still pushing towards my vision of a more healthy, more beautiful, more whole world. I really struggle with the injustice that happens on earth, the choices we make in favor of suffering instead of cooperation or peace or vitality and thriving. And I recently learned that Chiron is retrograde in my natal chart. If you haven't researched the retrograde planets and asteroids in your chart, this has been really illuminating for me. Chiron retrograde is marked by a lifelong sense of injustice about the suffering of planet Earth. So folks like me who have Chiron retrograde are predisposed to despair over what appears to be unjust, the destruction of ecosystem, homelessness, animal abuse, child abuse, lack of support for those who are in most in need of support. These types of injustices lead quickly to despair for someone like me who has Chiron in retrograde. And instead of fighting that, I can embrace that this is part of what is deepening me as a human. Injustice stands out to me in sharp relief with this placement. And that is for a purpose. Whatever I am here to do, the universe made sure that I would not overlook injustice by giving me this retrograde Chiron. And right now, Uranus is conjunct exactly that retrograde Chiron. And so I'm feeling extra revolutionary about these injustices that I see in the world. In my natal chart, Venus and Uranus have a really powerful relationship where I want relationships to be revolutionized. I want currency to be revolutionized. I want beauty to be revolutionized. I'm here to push the edges of things, to see it in a different way and to share what I see. As Pluto moves more fully into Aquarius, who and Pluto is exactly conjunct my natal Venus right now in Aquarius at zero degrees. I'm just sure that this sense of the revolution of power in relationships 
is going to become clearer and clearer to me and make a whole lot more sense in my life. This study of astrology has really helped me to deepen my appreciation for the whole scope of the inner terrain of the human experience and why the challenges that we have are for us. That these challenges may actually deepen us in ways that provide great gift and skill to the rest of our communities. So my inability to overlook injustice is a gift to my community, even if it isn't always seen that way. And my fervent desire to revolutionize relationship and currency and beauty is not always seen as a gift to my community, but it is a gift to my community. I'm adding a flavor and a perspective to the world that wouldn't be possible without these very particular frequencies that have been installed in me by the stars. And you have very particular frequencies that have been installed in you by the stars. And they are gifts to your community, whether they feel like gifts or not. I have a really good friend whose particular gift is saying what she needs and asking for those needs to be met and not fawning to people please. This is a great gift to her community, to our community, but often this gift is rejected. We've started to call her the face of the unmet need because so many of us in the world have needs that have not been met, have been oppressed, suppressed, demonized, that to see another person so clearly state what they need actually creates a response of violent opposition within us. It's a gift that's not always wanted, but is needed. She holds a medicine within her that is a bitter medicine but a powerful one. What medicine do you hold? What are your unique perspectives and skills that you bring to your community? Is your medicine sweet, nutritive, or bitter and confronting? What steps can you take to accept and even celebrate the medicine that you carry, even if it's not always received well by the people who need it most? I'm thinking of Blue Vervain right now, a wetland plant that is really specifically beneficial for high-strung type A people, of which I belong to that category. <laughs> and it is such bitter medicine. It is so bitter that I often won't take it even though I know I need it because it's just so hard to get it down. 
And that is no value judgment against blue vervain. This plant is highly prized by the druids um, for many, many reasons. It's a deeply spiritual plant, a liberating plant, a plant that gives us courage to be soft, which I desperately need, but it's hard to get it down. So if your medicine is like blue vervain, ultimately liberating, but hard to stomach, how can you celebrate that in yourself? Patiently, with generosity and compassion. Or maybe your medicine is so nutritive and so delicious that you are over harvested by your community, that everybody wants what you have and you feel obligated to feed every mouth that comes begging at your door, leaving you fully and completely depleted. What would it be like to take a lesson out of Blue Vervain's playbook and maybe cultivate, cultivate some bitter alkaloids in yourself to keep the mouths at bay. Or maybe you want to emulate rose and grow some thorns. Or maybe you want to emulate nettles and grow some trichomes full of formic acid. But what is the way that you can prevent mouths, hungry mouths from overgrazing you? And my last question for you this week, this week that I'm so despairing and feeling like I have nothing of value to say, but I keep showing up because of my vision of a more beautiful world. What is your vision? What do you have your eyes on? that is so essential to who you are that it never changes, even as the terrain of your life changes? And who are the tricksters that try to call you away from that vision? What is their call? What is the story they tell you? Knowing their story helps us recognize them a lot sooner. on the days when the crows are attacking. May we keep our eye on the vision and continue to soar. If you would like to support the podcast, you can find a link at plantwitchpodcast.com or you can go directly to Patreon at patreon.com slash the rebel herbalist. We welcome your financial support and we also welcome your participation in this vibrant community of humans who are working together to rejoin the web of life. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, holistic nurse and a practitioner of the ancient ways 
You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me and it's time to come back to life.